everybody and welcome to the Live the Eight Wise Way podcast with me, Kim Rutherford, psychotherapist, author and creator of the Eight Wise Method for better mental health and well-being. How are you all doing? How is life treating you? I've got a bit of a cold at the moment. Um, I am, yeah, it always happens to me this time of year. Basically what happens, as soon as the weather changes, my nose becomes incredibly sensitive to everything and suddenly I get a cold. I am that strange person that If I walk into a room and the temperature is different in that room, I start to sneeze straight away. So my nose really does let everybody know if I'm in a room because I will start sneezing if I go into a room and it's too warm, if I go into a room and it's too cold. If I walk out of a room and it goes into hot weather, I am that person who's constantly sneezing. And since COVID, everybody starts looking at me worrying and things like that. I'm like, no, I'm just a weirdo with a strange nose. Thank you very much. So if I sound a little bit bummed up, I apologise. That's why it is this time of the year has got its clutches on me. On that note, though, what this time of the year also made me realise is that I'm a little bit frazzled. I've been a little bit frazzled. And that's what I'm going to talk about today, actually. I want to talk about how you can get back to basics and how you can, I guess, unfrazzle the frazzled. I'm going to go with that. That sounds okay for today. The last few weeks for me, I have been busy, busy, busy. And um, I think I noticed on Friday that it pretty much got to the levels where I was like, oh no, my brain does no longer want to work properly. So um, I made some decisions. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about today, how do you reset, recharge, reboot, and give yourself permission to say, it's okay. I need to get back to basics and I need to look after myself and put some self-care in place. So that's what today is about. It's okay to get back to basics when you realise you're not feeling your best. So if this is the first time you've ever joined me, thank you so much for joining. I'm hoping that you get a lot out of today's episode. It would be great if you hit that like button, share it with as many people as possible, subscribe so you don't miss out on anything, but also for your own mental health and well-being. It would be great if you go back and listen to some of the other podcasts because if you start from number one, it literally takes you all the way through the content of my book, Eight Wise Ways to a Healthier, Happier Mind, which teaches you the eight wise methodology. And you can literally put it into practice with each episode. It takes you through the book with all of the different activities and tasks that you can do and helps you to manage some of the challenges you might be having in your own life. So thank you very, very much if you have joined us for the first time. And the same with you guys who've been with me throughout. I really appreciate it. It's great to have you with me. Thank you for the questions that you're sending through to me. I am going to do an episode which covers all of the questions for everybody. So we have a, basically a, a Q&A episode coming up very, very quickly. But thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And again, if you haven't done so yet, it'd be great to subscribe or like or share. I say all the time, the whole reason I developed 8Wise in the first place was so that We could help people who were struggling in isolation and, you know, maybe can't afford to see a therapist or can't get the support they need or or might not have access to people that can give them the support. And I don't want people suffering in silence. I don't want people feeling like they're alone. So 8Wise was created for you. It's for for all those people. And the only way that we can get it to those people is through the power of social media, which means I really do need you to like, share, subscribe and do whatever else people do on social media to make things happen. So if you don't mind getting involved in that, I would really appreciate it. But back to today's episode. So the summer for me was really, really good. I was I was really, really busy, which is fantastic. And obviously I'm self-employed, so taking time off isn't always the easiest thing to do. 
And on top of that, it's although we know we need to take a break, sometimes when you're self-employed, taking a break doesn't mean stress free. It can cause extra stress. So when I take time off, there isn't somebody who's going to cover my workload. So I need to make sure that everything's done before I go. And then I'm going to be playing an awful lot of catch up when I get back. Now, that's normal. That's normal for a lot of execs. It's normal for a lot of people in high level leadership roles. It's the same for entrepreneurs. It's the same for a lot of other business owners. Uh, That's just the way it is. And let's be honest with the way the modern world is. That's the same for a lot of jobs in general, no matter what level you're at. Um, We're in a situation where sometimes we're scared to take the time off because we're worried about what we're coming back to. But I did take the time off. In fact, I took ended up taking quite a bit of time off for multiple reasons. The first one was um, we have a family holiday every year. Every year we head to Cornwall with the family, which was fantastic because I don't live close to my family. So um, we all gather in Cornwall the same week every year and we have an amazing time. It's wonderful. I'm really, really grateful and glad that I did it. And then I had to fly out to Spain. Now, this was for an amazing reason. Two of my very good friends were getting married and they chose a gorgeous, gorgeous destination over in Spain. And so there was 30 of us going out there, having a wonderful, wonderful time celebrating our friends. So I wasn't going to say no to that because I wanted to be there. Also, I was doing a reading, so I really, really wanted to be there. So another, I took another week off. And then you go, okay, that's two weeks off in a year. That's no big deal. And then my other amazing friend, she's not just my friend. She's probably been my business mentor for the past decade, the lovely Helen. And it was Helen's, she had a big birthday and she was very, very great, generous and wonderfully gracious to invite uh, me and my husband with her and another 30 of her closest friends from all over the world to France. And we spent the week in a chateau, which was amazing. Spending time in France and traveling around and just seeing different bits and pieces. So I wasn't going to turn that down either. And this is what life does to us sometimes. Sometimes we're in a situation where we're just having all of these amazing opportunities. Why on earth we want to say no to them? Because life's too short to say no to stuff. And that's how my mind works. It goes, well, no, anything could happen tomorrow. So I want to say yes to as much as possible. But I was fully aware that taking those those three weeks off, and it literally was a week in Cornwall. I was back for a week. I headed over to Spain. I was back for 48 hours. And then I headed straight over to France and then I came back and since then I've had to catch up on everything that I didn't get a chance to do whilst I was away. And that means seeing an awful lot of clients because I do a lot of one to one work that was catching up with every single one of my clients to make sure that they were all on track and doing okay and going through any of the challenges they might be having. I also then had to do back to back training with regards to some of the bariatric courses that I deliver and some of the mental health and wellbeing courses that I deliver. And then it was World Mental Health Day, as I was talking about um, last in the last episode. And with World Mental Health Day, I always try and provide some form of free support around that. Because if we are finally getting people to acknowledge mental health issues and do something about it, then I want to make sure that I'm available and I have something that people can access quickly. So I was then running back-to-back Eightwise masterclasses, which finished on Friday. So I got to the end of Friday and I was frazzled. And I know I'm frazzled when, you know, we're sat on the sofa and what do you want to do tonight? I'm like, I really don't want to do anything. My brain is just, is aching. And we can't, I, don't know, I can't even be bothered to watch a film. I can't read anything. My brain is so frazzled, it just needs to switch off. And so that's what I decided to do. What I realised is, in my signs of burnout, 
And I've experienced extreme burnout before, the worst kind of extreme burnout that leads to stress, anxiety, depression, agoraphobia, all the magic that came with that. So I don't ever want to go down that route again. So I had to make a decision that actually that level of frazzle has to stop. It has to stop now. So I decided to stop, to actually stop, to rest, to recharge and reboot this weekend. So on the weekend that's just gone, I did nothing. By that, I mean I didn't go anywhere. I didn't socialise with friends. I did very little and I loved it. I really needed it. I really, really needed it. What came about this weekend is that my husband um, was away on a lad's night out and he was staying away, which I saw as a great opportunity for me to just have the house to myself, to do things that I needed to do just to rest and reboot. And that's what I did. I rested. I did very little. In fact, what I did is um, creativity really helps me when I am frazzled. So what I ended up doing, actually, and I do this, you're probably going to find this is really weird because I don't use what I create, but I use um, the app Canva. This is not an ad. I just want to put it out there. This is not an ad, but I do use this app because I find it's the easiest one for me to use. And I use the app just to create lots of different um, pictures and pretty stuff and diagrams. And I don't use most of it. I create all of this amazing stuff and I don't use most of it because it's actually the act of the creating those things that is really good for me. So when I'm really stressed out and I'm really frazzled, I need to ignite the creative part of my brain. And so I do all of this creative stuff. And that's what I ended up doing. I just started making lots of pretty pictures on and, and stuff like that. I ended up watching a movie. I say watched a movie. I didn't really watch a movie. I go to my uh, favourite spaces, which is sometimes Ryan Gosling. There you go. Putting it out there. Ryan Gosling films make me happy. And I just put it on in the background whilst I just really just chilled out and didn't do very much. I played with the dog. I rested. I snoozed and I slept and it was great. And what I realised is when I'd done that and when I was actually back to a level brain again, and by that I mean my cognitive ability came back because what happens when we're frazzled, what happens when we're overwhelmed, what happens when we're incredibly stressed Our cognitive part of our brain, so the prefrontal cortex specifically at the front of the brain, feels like it's foggy and you can't navigate life. You can't make those decisions very clearly. That's definitely a huge sign for me. So from that, by resting and rebooting, I um, found that yesterday I had more of a spring in my step. But this morning, I woke up at 5 a.m. feeling thoroughly refreshed. And now some of you are listening to this, yeah, at 5 a.m., that's normal. Not for me, it isn't. I am not one of the 5am group. I am not part of that party. I am jealous of those people who can wake up at 5am, but it ain't me. I am not a morning person in any way, shape or form. From my perspective, there's one five o'clock in the day and it's an afternoon and an evening and I'm happy to see that one. But this morning I was wide awake because I was well rested. I was rebooted. I was recharged and I was raring to go. So what I ended up doing is making the decision that actually I'm going to now get back to basics. I've given an awful lot of time and effort and energy to lots and lots and lots of other people over the last few weeks. And now I'm giving myself permission to put myself first again and get back to basics in doing that. And that's why today is all about saying it's okay to get back to basics. It's okay to take time to look after yourself. It's okay to say, do you know what? I've given a lot recently. I now need to make sure that I replenish everything that I've been giving out, replenish my energy levels. And the way that I choose to do that is I get back to basics with my eight wise 12 week journal. Now, For those of you who haven't seen or don't know about the 12-week journal, after I wrote my book, Eight Wise Ways to a Healthier, Happier Mind, I started to think, well, if you're going to create this book that people can follow through, 
then really what I want to do is create them, create a support tool that helps them to work through that over a period of time so they can really implement everything that they learn. And there was born the 12-week journal um, to do exactly that. Now, 12-week journal, why is it a 12-week journal? It's 12 weeks because it's short and sharp and straight to the point. It focuses on ultimately what I would call a short-term goal. A short-term goal, something you can achieve within 12 weeks, that's realistic to achieve in 12 weeks. But 12 weeks is long enough to give you some focus, um, give you some motivation, and to help you maybe change some habits or implement some new habits or routines or strategies that are going to help with your mental health and well-being. So whilst we're here, I thought I might as well just quickly, briefly talk you through it, just in case you do want to go through it yourself and you would like to, you know, get back to basics yourself with your mental health and well-being and give yourself a little bit of a reboot in what I call living the eight wise way. So as always, with every single book that I create, it starts off explaining the eight elements of wellness, because that's what you need to focus on. So the journal will start with talking you through the eight elements of wellness. That's emotional wellness physical wellness, spiritual wellness, intellectual wellness, environmental wellness, social wellness, occupational wellness, and financial wellness too. And again, for those who are joining us for the first time, if you would like to know more about what those elements mean, then please go back to the beginning of the podcast series, because we have, I think, the first nine or 10 episodes focus on each one of these individually. So you can really get to understand them in a lot of detail. Now, the first stage in the journal, and this should be for anybody, if you're starting something, you need to start with what I call the beginning of the process. And the beginning of an eight wise process is creating your eight wise map and then creating your three goals for yourself. Now, what I've said with regards to the 12 week journal, you're going to create a really short term, a midterm and a longer term goal. Now, the short term one, I want you to focus on something that you can focus, you can get in the next 12 weeks, sorry, the next four weeks. So although the journal is 12 weeks long and you want a goal at the end of that 12 weeks, I want you to break it down into three other goals. The goal one, something you can achieve within the next four weeks. So something that can be achieved in month one, because this is a three week, three month journal. So something you can achieve by the end of month one, something you can achieve by the end of month two and something you can achieve by the end of month three, which takes you to your full 12 week capacity for the journal. I also want you to create your eight wise map. Now, if you don't know what that is or what that looks like, you'll see there is a diagram in the journal, but it's the same as the eight wise map. Basically, there's a worksheet for this on my website at www.8wise.co.uk. What you can do is you can actually download it. If you're not so, if you're a bit like me, I don't like writing in a book. I put the diagram in the book for those people who like to write in a book. But I get a little bit, oh no, don't mess with my book. So I also created it as a separate worksheet on my website for those people who are like me and don't like to write in books. So you can go and print it off as much as you need. And ultimately, it's a very simple blank eight wise map where you have to basically rate yourself against each of those core eight elements on a scale of one to eight. And then you plot them into the diagram. And if you have a look at the worksheets on my website, you will see it shows you how to do that. Or if you go back to my book, Eight Wise Ways to a Healthy, Happy Mind, it shows you how to do that in there as well. When you've identified where your current levels of wellness are for each of those eight elements, then you know where to start. So for me at the moment, I would say 
my physical wellness is probably at my lowest. And that's just because I've been working so much that I've got my nutritional, my nutrition is fine. That's really good. And it has to be for, for where my health is at the moment in general. But nutrition is good. But I need to get better with my fluids. I found that when I get really busy drinking my fluids, is probably one of the last things that I think about doing. You know, I could be stuck at my get desk doing things or stuck on training after training after training or with client after client after client. And I just forget to drink. So I need to focus more on my definitely with regards to my hydration levels and my exercise. I was working with a PT recently and that had to stop. And then I just stopped exercising. I won't lie. I just became really, really well stuck to a chair at my desk or stuck to a chair in my therapy suite. So I needed to get back to basics with regards to exercise. And that's what I did today, actually. What I did today was I woke up this morning full of energy and made a decision to jump on and book myself onto an exercise class at my gym. So I started that straight away with regards to my short term goal is actually to get a bit fitter in the next four weeks by doing some exercise classes at the gym, which is something I don't normally do. So there you go. There's an insight into one of the things I'm doing. So when you've set a goal or goals using your eight wise map through the journal, what the journal then does page by page, day by day, gives you a daily reflection sheet. Now you have a week one set of reflection sheets and week two, but each day you have a separate one. And what it really asks you to do is it asks you to look at how your wellness today has been. And it lists all eight of the elements. And you've got the option to say, has it gone up? Is it okay? Or has it gone down? So for example, for me, with my physical wellness, I can actually say I slept really well last night. My, I already had a really good, I had lovely porridge oats for breakfast this morning. I've already got a lovely a decaf cup of coffee in front of me. So my fluids are coming in and I'm doing an exercise class today. So I can say with regards to my physical wellness, it's on the up. But I would probably say with regards to social wellness, today's on the down because I haven't really seen anybody over the weekend and I am working from home today, doing lots of admin stuff and recording and all of the things that I have to do behind the scenes so I'm not going to get to see many people today so I would say my social wellness today is on the way down so that is something I will need to tackle tomorrow definitely so then the questions it asks me for today is how have you improved your wellness today well I've improved my wellness today already by focusing on my physical wellness I focused on making sure my nutrition's in place my hydration is in place and also starting to do some exercise, which will be good for my mind. So it boosts my emotional wellness and it will boost my physical wellness as well. It's also asking me what are my plans or my wellness plans for tomorrow? So my wellness plans for tomorrow are I am already going to be going back into meeting and greeting people with regards to work. So it'll be a bit more social. I've already booked myself onto a class at the gym. So that's really good. And I'm going to be back in my office tomorrow. So I will be doing getting into a different environment, which is great for my environmental wellness and great for my occupational wellness as well. So tomorrow, my emotional wellness, physical wellness, environmental wellness, intellectual wellness and occupational wellness will all be heading up. Not a lot's going to be heading down tomorrow, which is really, really good. And then the and then the journal asks me to name one positive from today. So obviously I wouldn't answer these questions until the end of the day, because then at the end of the day, I'll sit there, I'll do some self-reflection. I've created a sanctuary in my bedroom to do this. So I've, I've sorted out my, my whole bedroom the weekend and I've got you know some lovely lighting in there and some nice infused oils. So in the evening, my plan is literally to do some meditation in there, just to defrazzle my brain at the end of the day, do some basic breathing activities, and then do my journal with regards to self-reflection on 
what's improved today, what are my plans for tomorrow, and naming one positive for the day. For every single day in the journal, there's also a page for notes. So you can make notes with regards to what you've done, what you've achieved, what you're planning, what you've learnt. And I definitely do think that it's positive to use this for that self-reflection. For me, an important thing for self-reflection every single day is that emotional regulation, just checking in with what, how am I feeling today? Um, what's caused that feeling? How do I need to tackle that situation? If you're not sure how to do this, again, if you go onto my website, you will see there is something called the emotions wheel there. And that is a brilliant tool for helping you to be able to, most importantly, identify how you're feeling every day. As humans, we are emotional beings. We don't necessarily always remember the things that led to the emotion, but we feel the emotion very strongly. So if you can, I would, if you're, and you're going to do journaling, then definitely an important part of journaling every single day is your self-reflection with regards to how am I feeling? Um, how's that impacting me? What's caused it? And, you know, ultimately, what can I do about the situation that may have caused it? Is it something I can change? Should I change it? Do I need to change it? Now, for me, with this journal, I will follow that process every single day. Every single day, I'm going to give myself 10 to 15 minutes at the end of each day. And that will then help me ultimately start to boost my wellness in the areas. But it's not just about boosting it. It's about putting a focus back on it. It's about putting a focus back on me. And this is what I recommend for everybody. Put a focus back on you. Give yourself permission to put yourself first. It's very easy not to do that. And I've mentioned it in quite a few different episodes now. But you really do need to put yourself first. And that's what I mean by getting back to basics. Get back to basics with saying, I need to put myself first. I'm not really sure how to do that. But living the eight wise way will help me do that. So let's focus on living the eight wise way and be back at basics. After I followed that process for a month, you get the option in the journal to do a one month review. And the one month review is basically just reassessing yourself using the eight wise map. And you can use the evaluations if you want to that are on the website or you can do it for yourself and just rate yourself one to eight based on how well you know yourself now. So when you get to the end of month one, there's a month one review where you can reassess yourself, write any notes with regards to changes you might have seen in the last month. And then also you want to talk about all the good stuff. So you want to say what went well this month. You want to know what did not go so well, because it's important to know that life doesn't always give you roses. So it's what went well, what didn't go so well. But most importantly, what have you learned from this past month? And then you review those goals, those short term, those midterm, those long term goals that you set. And you review them from the perspective of, are they on track? Are they on hold for whatever reason? Because sometimes life gets in the way or we realise they're not a realistic goal for us right now. Or is there a problem? And if there's a problem, what is that problem and how are you going to resolve it? Now, throughout the journal, I've made sure that there are top tips with regards to each of the eight elements. So if you do identify that certain elements are lower than others when it comes to your eight wise map, then you can literally pick out of the book different tips that you want to focus on with regards to boosting that particular element. So, for example, if you were wanting to boost your intellectual wellness, some of the tips are things like read for fun, listen to podcasts, hello, uh, learn a new skill, maybe look at focusing on your time management and maybe doing some creativity stuff like I did because it boosts different parts of brain health. And then literally the book is broken into those elements after month one and you've reviewed everything, you set your new targets and then you go on that daily self-reflection all again until you get to the end of month two. Then at the end of month two, you do the self-reflection again and so forth until you get to the end of the journal, which takes you through to the end of week 12. Now, again, this doesn't take you much time. The journaling bit itself 
is just going to be 10 to 15 minutes a day. That's the easy bit. The harder bit is actually committing to the process and allowing yourself the time needed to put into action the changes, the routine, the habits that you need to put in place to make sure your mental health and wellness are actually a fundamental priority for you. Because if you don't do that, what happens is that overwhelm, that frazzled mind leads to increased levels of stress. What that all does then is have a major big impact on the cognitive ability of your brain. You will start thinking differently. You'll start feeling differently. That will change your behaviours. What all that then does is make life a little bit harder. It starts to affect you in different ways. Before you know it, you might be having burnout. But what it can do is lead to or opens the gate to potential other mental health issues. So you can start to feel increased levels of anxiety. You can feel increased levels of low mood, which can lead to depression. And basically, it just makes you feel pretty rubbish. So what we want to do is make sure that rather than go, yeah, I'm just really stressed out right now. We go, I'm really stressed out right now. What am I going to do about it? Because this is a big sign to say, do something now, take action, get better at something, look after myself more. It's okay to get back to basics, to do all of that, to make sure that that little bit of stress come that you can pull it back rather than push it over and have it as a gateway to other issues. So if you follow the process laid out in the journal, literally over 12 weeks, broken down month by month with a reflective process every single day, then you get to the stage where you can really then do a final piece at the end of those 12 weeks. And what you do is you basically ask yourself, what have you enjoyed most about the last 12 weeks? Because it's really important for us to check in with what we enjoy in life, what is fun, what is what we're grateful for, what brings us joy. We also want to look at what a surprise does most. Because sometimes we're our own worst enemy, aren't we? We can be the blocker. We can be the person who least believes in ourselves. So it's really important to focus on, actually, where have I surprised myself? What surprised me the most? Do I feel good? Was it brilliant meeting these new people? In my case, am I going to be able to do these classes that I've booked myself onto? Is my fitness going to be much better? So you do all of that kind of stuff. And then you want to have a look at how did your goals go? So how did they go? Were they better than expected? Are they exactly what you wanted them to be? Were they unrealistic? Or did you not stick to the plans? There's no point lying about it. It's only your life. This is your life. It doesn't affect anybody else. There's no point lying about anything. There's no point hiding from anything. If you're going to commit to this, commit to it and be really honest with yourself at the end of the 12 weeks. And the big one is really you've got to look at what have I learned from the past three months? What have I learned? What have I learned about myself? What have I learned about the things that I wanted to achieve? Ultimately, you've just got to look at when I've got my focus in, when I'm focused and then my focus is in place and I know what I want to achieve and I'm committed to putting in place the actions that help me get there, it's really important to look back and go, okay, what have I learned through this process? Because if you remember what I say all the time about the meaning of life, number one, survival. You have an inbuilt system for it, fear, fight or flight. And the other one is evolution. Basically, what have I learned? How do I continuously grow? How do I share that knowledge with other people so generation after generation can continue to evolve, meaning that I help the human race continue to evolve? So always do self-reflection to help you do that learning because it helps to keep you safe. And always do that self-reflection because it provides you with really good information to share with others, support others, so that others can learn from it as well. And that's how we help each other. And that's how, as a human race, we continue to survive. So that's what I'm doing as of today. You can hear it. Here we go. I'm not even lying. That is my journal all being flicked in front of the mic. I'm working through it. I'm back to basics. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed that I'm overwhelmed. I'm not ashamed that I'm frazzled. I'm not ashamed that I'm stressed. I'm a human being and I'm a busy human being. I am 
trying to do a lot of things. And like many of you, you know, life gets on top of us sometimes or, you know, we're working at a pace that's a little bit too fast and we can't maintain it all the time. So we have to say no. We have to say no. I'm, a, I'm important. I'm a priority. I need, to stay, I, I need to stay mentally fit. I need to stay mentally healthy. I need to stay mentally strong. I need to stay mentally well. And that's what it's all about. So for me, I'm saying to myself today, it's okay, Kim, to get back to basics. It's okay to make your psychological well-being your priority because that's what's going to help you prevent any mental health issues. And it's important that I do that so that I can make sure that I'm fully functioning enough to provide the best support that I can to my one-to-one clients when they come and work with me for therapy or coaching, that I can then make sure that I deliver really good training that people understand because people, you know, they spend money to come and work with me and I want to make sure that they get the best value for money and the best, best service they can. And I can only do that if I'm at my best. I also want to make sure that I'm there for my friends and my family um, at my best as well. And I can't do that if I'm completely frazzled. So I'm saying to myself today, it's okay, Kim, to get back to basics and to make yourself a priority. And for those of you out there who this resonates with and you know you're a bit frazzled, you're feeling a little bit lost at the moment or you can't make decisions, you've got that brain fog, brain fog going on, work just feels like it's, you know, you're on that roller coaster that you can't get off of, then the world is telling you something, my friend. Your body is telling you something. Your mind is telling you something. And it's saying to you, stop. It's okay to get back to basics and look after yourself. Your mental health, your mental well-being is nobody else's responsibility. It's the hardest lesson I ever learned. No one's coming to save me. No one's coming to save you. We are here to help each other. But ultimately, we have to look after ourselves. So my priority has to be my mental health and mental well-being. And your priority needs to be yours too. Happy to help you. Happy to guide you. Just can't do it for you. And I know you can't do it for me. So let's just help and support and guide each other to do it for ourselves and have a healthier, happier mind. So I hope that has been a useful episode for you. If you are feeling frazzled, like I said, please do do something about it. If you think talking about it would be useful, then please reach out. Um, Like I said, I work with people one-to-one. You are more than welcome to try and book in for a one-to-one session with me uh, or book in a consultation so we can have a chat and see where I might recommend you get some support. I've got some new training courses coming out soon. So it'd be great if you would want to book onto one of those. If you're not sure about them, please feel free to contact me. You can contact me directly at my email address, kim.rutherford at daltonwise.co.uk. Feel free to contact me directly. If you're feeling that you might need a little bit of support, might need a little bit of help, not sure where to start, I'll definitely point you in the direction and I'll happily, if I can, I'll help you or point you into some of the service that, that I provided that would benefit you especially if you wanted to live the eight wise way, which I recommend you all do because it's a brilliant way of living and a brilliant way of keeping your mind healthy as well. So thank you very much. If this has been useful for you, please hit that like button, hit that share button, leave me a comment, subscribe, do all the things that social media let us do. But can we please get the message out there as much as we possibly can so that there are people right now suffering alone in silence and we don't want that. We don't want anybody feeling that there's nobody there for them because there is. There's a community right here for them. And so please share, 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 share. Let's just make sure that this knowledge, this information, this support system gets to the people who really need it. So thank you very much. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on all the usual social media pages. You can follow me at 8wisekim on Instagram. There's at 8wisetherapy on Facebook 
at 8 Wise Kim on Twitter. Please feel free to link with me on LinkedIn. Um, it would be great. It would be great to, to chat with you. It'd be great to interact with you. It'd be great to connect with you. So that is the end of today's episode. Thank you very much. It was our episode 21. 21. And that was It's Okay. And it is. It's okay to get back to basics, to put yourself first and to look after yourself so you have better mental health and psychological well-being, healthy, happier mind and a better quality of life. I, my darlings, will speak to you soon. Till then, take care and um, look after yourselves. Thank you.